Welcome back to episode six of the Guardian Project podcast. I'm your host, Andy Flory, and I won't be storming Area 51 Naruto style this September, despite my curiosity. And I'm your co-host, Brian Leithhead. Baller man, baller man. Yeah, that's me. What? No. <laughs> Is that something I'm supposed to understand? Please listen carefully. No. Oh, did you just make that up? No, that's what I took. Shout out to Carlos Davis from Detroit, making great content on YouTube and what was formerly known as Vine. Oh, I love Vine. Yeah. I still watch those videos all the time. We do. There's videos on YouTube and it's like, Vines, your mother wouldn't approve you of watching. And it's just like an hour of Vines. Sally would definitely approve of that. I don't think she would, actually. She wouldn't understand. She'd be like, I don't get it. (laughs) And this is the podcast where we talk about all things Magic the Gathering. Brian, what do we have on the agenda today? I have to admit something to the public here. What is that? That I was wrong about Hogak being dead. <gasps> Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Hogak's back. Tell a friend. Hogak's back. Hogak's back. Alex, you get that? Like, you get the... Mo- yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. All yeah. Right. We got uh, Andy's brother in attendance here. He's a sing-along. He doesn't know anything about magic, but he gets all my non-magic references, so he's my homeboy. So I was right about Hogak? A little bit. A little bit. I said it wasn't dead, but it's and it's not dead. Just slake. But remember when you texted me and said it's dead, we'll never see it again? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, hold on. Okay, I'm sorry. What's on the agenda for this week? Uh okay, so we got a weekly recap. Uh with uh, some pretty big, interesting news, and then we also got some EDH rec updates. And he's excited about that. I am. He put that in our agenda for the I week. I was super excited about that. And then we have some Throne of the Eldrain, Throne of Eldrain uh, updates. Um, also, as well, we're going to dip into some Arena and some Magic Fest Denver results. Yes. Yeah, so last week, we saw Hogak come back in a 5 0. Again. Again, so um, is Fido five owed five owed like the police? Hawaii five o Hawaii five o That's mm-hmm. a great show. Alex, I've, do you like that show? Yeah, no. I've never. Okay, well, he his opinion he shook his head. No, I'm from the the state of uh, Hawaii five o So <laughs> you're not from Hawaii. You were born in Michigan. No, don't lie to the people. Okay, <laughs> you may be Hawaiian, but you were born here. I'm in... a Hawaiian warrior. No more locked doors. No more locked doors. Yeah, it's actually Aztec Warrior, but you know, just for the reference. I'm oh, Hawaiian Warrior. Well, that was a good one. Okay, thanks. <laughs> no one gets one. I'm, I just I'm ascended. <laughs> uh, so Hogarth's back. It's showing some. Or it's putting up some results again. Um, people are. It's not as broken this time. No, it's definitely a, a very fair deck. Like, is yeah, it fa- is it fair? Yeah, it's very it's very fair. There's no there's literally no combo in the deck other than sacrificing your creatures the altar of dementia. To just to mill a, a smidge. Yeah, I guess. I mean you can still play Hogak on like turn like three or four, but neat, who cares? Yeah. Play Leyland of the Void, good game, loser. All that matters is that I was right here, so we can go on to the next <sighs> item here. Therese Nielsen's back in the news. Oh, no. She did some tokens. She did some tokens. So it looks like she did a... Um, Therese Nielsen's a little bit of a controversial uh, person these days. Andy, do you want to explain that a little bit? Some backstory? 
No? Okay, I'll explain a little bit. Uh, Therese Nielsen is a very, very popular magic artist, but she has very, very um, extreme uh, political views um, that are... Polarizing. Polarizing, very polarizing. It's it, it's hard to take because she's been a part of the community for so long, and um, she was, I guess, caught would be the term of you know retweeting and or liking certain political views on twitter and many uh, people did not like her her take it's sure um, less than desirable posts yeah we views. don't want to get too political but yeah a lot of the majority of the community did not appreciate her views um but she's been kind of blacklisted from wizards of the coast i don't know i don't think she has they're still commissioning her art are they okay i mean well, she was echo of eons Aeons? That's true. Aeons? I mean, her well, art's really good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, her art is. I mean, it's cool. It's like the best. But like, you I'm can, sorry. You like can tell when it's her art versus someone else's. But right. to be fair, Seb McKinnon's on point. With what? All of his art. Okay. Yeah. I he just did. That. He he's doing the the promo art for um, Throne of Eldraine. I don't know if you saw that. It's all like whimsical and fairy tale like. It's got like the castle as the planeswalker symbol and like all the woods. That was him. Oh, nice. Really cool stuff. Okay. Like where everybody thought that Throne of Eldraine was going to be about fairies and it turns out it was fairy tale. Yep. Mm-hmm. Suck at speculators. Yeah. Going back to Therese Nielsen, um, she has a Kickstarter that started in May, ended in June. Um, they had a couple different tiers. It looks like they she had. 13 different donation levels starting at $25, which got you um, a set of her custom-made tokens, um, and then went all the way up to as much as $2,500, which got her, I'm sorry, which got the the donor a uh, special trip to her and her partner. To visit her? To visit her, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I guess, but it raised um, almost uh, $313,000 um, among... About 3,200 different donors. Um, That's not bad. Various different levels. Yeah, not bad for someone who's controversial. Sure. Let's see. What Next up on the agenda is EDA track updates. So I love EDA track. It's a really good resource for commander deck building, for um, just, I guess, getting ideas for your commander deck, seeing what is popular, what's budget, what's expensive. Basically, you you can use it to filter for whatever you're looking for to make your commander decks. And the the most recent update... Which, I mean, I guess it's not super recent, but they changed it from the top commanders of all time to the top commanders of the past two years. They decided to actually well, limit yeah, it. Yeah, that was that was a filter that they had. It was just it wasn't on the main page. Was it? Oh, they had it before. Yeah, you could like scroll down to the bottom of the page, and it was like the, you know, they had the all time last you know two years. Oh, okay. So now now it's just the past two years, and when when you're looking at it for the past two two years, there's a lot of different commanders that actually show up here now. So Edgar Markov is actually number two. Atrax is still number one, but Edgar Markov is number two now, which I don't believe he was he was up near number two in in the past. But it makes me happy because commanders like Joda, Archmage Eternal, and um, the Locust God are now in the top commander decks of. I mean, essentially, they're they're all time now, which is just the right. past two years. Right. I love my Locust God deck, my my wheel and deal bugs. <laughs> where where is Omnath Locust of Rage on there? I'm looking right now, and 
Omniath doesn't make the cut anymore. Really? No, the top five are Atraxa, Praetor Vo- Praetor's Voice, Edgar Markov, Marin of Clan Neltoth, Muldroth of the Gravetide, and Brea Ethereum Sculpt. Shaper. Shaper. Really? So 2016 is just uh, the most influential commander thus far, huh? Uh, yeah, not even on there for the last two years. No, and when I'm looking at um, things that were or the top commanders of the past week and the past month, he doesn't even appear anymore. Wow. Our favorite... Times are changing. Thanks, times... Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah, no, so I think EDHREC is a great source. You should check it out if you haven't used it before, but... Um, it's interesting to see what the top commanders are of the past two uh, for for the past two years. Canaeus and Tiro's up here, the Scarab God, um, Kalio the Vast, Cass Dissident Mage, um, just to name a few. Cranko Mob Boss still stays on there. I mean, yeah, the, every you got, time you talk about Red Mage, it's Cranko. It's it's the only mono red. Uh, actually, it's the only mono colored deck in the past two years. Period. Every other thing is a two color deck. It's the only, yeah, it's the only monocolored deck you, that is in the top for two years. You greedy EDH meet, uh, mages out there. Oh, you know, it's nice to play with just a uh, monocolored uh, mana base. Yeah, I play Mountain Pass. <laughs> I guess you can play Colorless Land, so that's not so bad either. Uh, let's see, next on here is Throne of Eldraine, our next fall set. Bum, bum, bum. Next topic. Next topic. So commander previews begin next week at the Gen Con panel on August 1st. And I'm going to be there. <gasps> so that's exciting. So I'll get some stuff. I'll be tweeting. I'll live tweet. And I think it starts tweet. at... Where think, can you follow India? Twitter. A.T. Flory. <laughs> I posted a picture of the pergola we finished. All right. You know what? We skipped wait, over wait, the wait, things wait, that wait. we did over the weekend. What's a pergola? And by I finished, I mean my husband finished. I didn't do anything for that really other than I found a picture and he made it happen, but it got finished and that was really exciting. And I posted a photo of that on Facebook and man, I got so many likes. I like finishing too. That has to be cut as well. No, what? Stop. <laughs> you cannot include that. I like finishing my diet. <gasps> That's fine. As of <laughs> one day ago, I was on keto, the keto diet for a year and I lost 110 pounds in that span. 110 pounds? Yeah. Holy cow. I lost a whole human. I lost a whole Alex on that diet. Oh, he doesn't weigh 110 pounds. I'm being nice, but you know what? That's not the point, okay? I lost a whole band teacher. You did? Yeah. All five foot one of him. (laughs) That was generous. I'm I'm a very generous person, all right? (laughs) I'm like the genie from Aladdin. Okay, back to Throne of Eldritch. I guess we don't want to talk about Commander, do we? No, because that doesn't really make sense. It kind of does, because they're related too. So I guess. Yeah. Anyway. So they they started doing um, Throne of Eldraine previews, more or less. I don't know if it's is it an actual. Set? Well, I I don't uh, no. I think that that card um, that Chulane we, Chulane is actually Throne of El. Yeah, it is from Eldraine. So Chulane Teller of Tales, a two four for two and green white blue for vigilance. It is a human druid. Whenever you cast a creature spell, draw a card, and you can put a land from your hand onto the battlefield and then pay three, tap it, and return target creature you control to its owner's hand. That definitely is from Eldorain. So it does feel like a commander spoiler, though, because it seems like it would actually be very good in commander and could be a good actual commander. Yeah. It, I mean, everybody says they're like, let's break this commander. But no, it seems like it's one that's going to be actually very good and very played. But I'm going to play it in rune for sure. Does it, but it says cast, right? 
Yeah. I but mean, you I, bounce. I mean, I guess does it... Yeah, does I, it, I bounce and cast a lot of creatures. It's just a good value creature, especially when you're on curve, so... Sure. Yeah. And then the other fun card, this one is also from Throne of Eldorain, or at least it appears uh, uh, that it is, the Arcane Signet. So an artifact for two colorless, tap to add one mana of any color to your commander's color identity. I'm assuming this is probably... Is this a brawl? Yeah. Pre-constructed deck and it just says Eldorain? Yeah. Or is this both, actually Eldorain? Both of those cards are... These are in, brawl decks, or are they both in Throne of Eldorain as well? Well, I know... Chulain is Chulain is this, um for sure in the set. Arcane Signet, I believe, is part of the the brawl precon deck. Okay, that's what the part of the preview is from. What are your thoughts on the Signet? Because I feel like that's a new, it's a new Soul Ring. It's played in a, it's going to be played in every deck, right? Unless it's a monocolor deck, and you guys you don't really care that much. But I don't see. I don't know because it's like you don't want to clock up your your deck too much with Mana Rocks. Like there's a point where you just need to, you know cast out of their spells but it could definitely see a spot in three or four more color decks for is sure this, is this okay so modern horizon going back to modern horizons is this similar to prismatic vista it just it's fine in every deck that it can be played in yeah i could agree with that it's another one of those cards i hope it's not i, I feel like that that pre-con is going to be bought up a lot like it i'm wondering if this will be in every pre-con that would be kind of so. nice. Like, yeah, I would hope so because, like, otherwise it'd be. This like is going to be an expensive. Yeah, deck. it'd be like more Six expensive bucks, than five bucks. Like more expensive than Thought Vessel, so probably like ten bucks. Well, Thought Vessel does also have you have no maximum hand size, so there is that. Right, but this is literally just Command Tower as a mana rock. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like it a lot. Um, speaking of brawl constructed decks, um, brawl is coming to arena this fall. What? Which I'm actually super excited about. Uh, I think I'll actually play Brawl for the first time. Well, okay, not for the first time. I played Brawl one time, and I got stomped by a Joy Redeck. Uh, when Sounds, yeah. I played Admiral Beckett Brass. It was fun because, I, I mean, I had the cards, but it wasn't it wasn't anything special. Right. Um, I, what do you think about Brawl coming to Arena? I think this is the support that it kind of needed to become an actual thing. Yeah, Arena has definitely done a lot for like paper magic. So hopefully this will re, you know, sort of invigorate people to actually build a, you know, Brawl deck for paper as well as on Arena. Yeah, Arena brought a lot of new players into the game. It was easy yep. to easy their low low barrier to entry. We talked about that on our on our podcast last week with yep. the Bloomberg article mentioning that Arena is the way of the future or at least it looks like digital for Magic the Gathering is going to be something that yep. is very popular. So, um do we think that it will be sustainable on Arena? Um, that's the question. Uh, I've been reading on Twitter to kind of mix results. I feel like a lot of the EDH aficionados are saying that it's not sustainable, but I feel uh, new players who are looking to get into Commander or, you know, are new to Eternal formats like that say it is sustainable. So it kind of, from what I've been reading, is a 50-50, but I think it is sustainable just because it is on Arena. Yeah. I mean, I'll play it because there's a lot of cards that you have in Arena that you're not going to be able to play exactly. once, once I mean, standard rotates. Right. You open a lot of packs and they're just going to be playable cards in there. Okay. So what Brawl deck are you going to build on Arena? So you can't use Planeswalkers for that. It's actually legendary. It's just, this is just like standard commander. Yeah. Right? Isn't that what we're going to call it? Kind of standard command. It's standard commander. 
Right. It has to be legal in the format. Right. Is it? It's a 60 card singleton, right? Yep. Okay. I'm going to uh, Google that to make sure that that's correct. Google. Bing. Anyway, um, while I'm doing that, what... Um, I mean, Admiral Beckett Brass would probably be a really fun deck to build. Yeah, but it's only, only going to be legal for... Oh, you're right. You probably... No, it won't. I don't think it'll be legal. That's going to rotate in the yeah. fall. So I don't think that'll ever be legal on on, on Arena. I don't know. Just because it's like my new favorite pet deck, Rune, right now, I probably just will go with Chulane. Chulane? Chulane. You start at 30 Which lane? Chulane. Oh, in multiplayer, you start at 30. One-on-one, you start at 25. So it'll probably be 25. I don't. They didn't mention anything about multiplayer online. Uh, that would be weird. I mean, that'd be kind of cool. I mean, they have it on on MTGO. Yeah, it's only a matter of time, right? Before it becomes before it comes to arena, it is sixty cards. There's okay. There's gonna be if it is multiplayer. There's gonna be like two more nice exclamation point emojis inserted into the group chat. What? <laughs> Every time somebody like top decks a card, I always put nice. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Because I can't put wow or, you know, actual type an angry message. But do you think that it's better w- without, I mean, I kind of think it's nice not having somebody being able to berate you when you play something. Yeah. It's, like on yeah. MTGO where you, you play a card and someone's like, wow, really good deck. Your deck's so good. I can't believe you got that. Wow, lucky. And you, you haven't messaged them once and there's like 800 well, messages from them. That's a definitely toned down version of MTGO for sure. <laughs> This is a PG podcast. We can't say all the awful things that people say to you on MTGO. You're on right. Here. It is a pretty great podcast. Pretty great. Yeah. PG, guys. Um, yeah, I, it's kind of nice. Although I think the standard text that you can you can respond with on Arena is not... I mean, hello? Who wants to say hello? <laughs> Why would you say hello? Why wouldn't you say hello? Do you Be say- friendly. Do you should not shake hands at the beginning of a game? There should be a text. Shake hands. Yeah. <laughs> shakes, shakes hands, m'lady. Extends, extends hand for shake. And another one responds with uh, an outreached hand. <laughs> no, they don't. It's what? There's hello. There's nice. Nice. There's thinking. Or your go. Go real deep. Big who, brain time. Who sends your go? Clearly, it's aggressive. Your go. You can only send that when it's your opponent's turn and you think they're taking too long. So if you just spam your go, you seem like a jerk. Maybe I just do it at the end of my turn, like your go. Can you say your go on your own turn? I think Your you, go. I don't think you can. You have to say thinking. It's not an know. option. I only hit nice like every 30 seconds. I don't know That's if your go is hit. meant to be a, what are you doing? Come on, dude. Come on, lady. Let Come it on, go. person. Let it go. I, I don't spam anything, but there are people who will say good game because they want you to think that they have it, and then you scoop. Never scoop to people. No. Don't scoop. Scoops goldfish. Moving on from Arena. We also have Magic Fest Denver that happened. You, you want to talk about what won? It's a deck that I've lost I to on do. Arena like 10 times, and I do not know how to beat that deck. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how to beat eight man escape shift uh yeah and i don't know how to beat 27 zombies that come in in one turn when i don't oh. have my flood of tears because i'm still playing omniscience combo you're playing the wrong band deck my friend i know but i don't know what to do so magic fest denver was won by none other than notorious mtg pro louis scott vargas aka lsv with Bant scape shift do you know who lsv is 
I you do. should if you don't. I do. He is the legend. Rep channel fireball. Um, okay, so the top eight had actually four Bantscape shifts, uh, one Boros Feather, a Jeskai Super Friends, and a Simic Nexus. Oh, and Orzhov Vampires. Nice. That makes me happy that that deck is doing well on paper. Which one? All of them, but more specifically <laughs> Orzhov Vampires. Uh, it's a good deck. I mean, when you are able to... Um, Drop stuff for uh, super cheap on turn three off of your Soren Markov. Oh, sorry, it's Imperial. Uh, I'm sorry, it's Imperious Bloodlord. Yeah. Uh, y- you get real good. You know, I I actually feel really bad losing to Champion. Or I'm sorry, um, Knight of the Ebon Legion. That feels really bad. <laughs> this because it's a one drop vampire. Yeah, but you know, the number of times you lose four life in a single turn, you don't think it's going to happen that often. It happens a lot. Yeah, especially in turn three when they're just like Glendra or Lendra of the Glendra Dark Rose, Dusk Rose. Alenda of the Dusk Rose. You know, I'm looking at the one on here actually that made the top eight and it does not play Alenda. <gasps> it doesn't play the legend. No, Adanto Vanguard, Champion of Dust, Dusk Legion Zealot, Knight of the Ebon Legion. Agent's Lieutenant, Sky, Sanctum Seeker, Sky Marcher, Aspirant, and Vicious Conquistador. It doesn't play any of the big ones. I mean, you drop the Champion of Dusk on turn three. That is great. I mean, it's still, oh, really, it's yeah, still yeah. really good. But um, no, I haven't seen Alenda, and I haven't seen Haunt of Hightower in a while either. I think that was just a one-off. Maybe yeah, a two-off. Yeah. Definitely experimental in the in the deck. Right. But Bandscape Shift. So uh, not something that I saw too much online. Honestly, I saw it maybe a few times and all of a sudden I see it a lot now. Yeah, it was, I don't, I think it was in the top 32 maybe of SCG last week, but I've definitely played against it a ton on Moto in this coming, this, this past week. Um, it is a really good deck. There's 19 different lands in this deck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know percentage-wise, but that definitely spells like you have many different lands available for Scape Shift and Field of the Dead. Yeah, there's 19 different decks. I mean, there's four field... Actually, there's two or less of every other land except for Field of the Dead. <laughs> there's Azorius Guild Gates. I mean, you've got Guild Gates. You've got Blast Zone. You have the uh, Gain Life lands like Blossoming Sands. Um, Hinterland Harbors coming in tapped. Well, I guess it could come on untapped, honestly, but... Yep. Um, Simic Guildgate, Temple of Mystery, Thornwood Falls. Yeah, I mean, you've got just so many different decks here. Four, uh, three creatures, though. Arboreal Grazer, Elvish Rejuvenator, and Hydrate Krasis. Yep. Um, Hydrate Krasis is in, feels I didn't, like every deck in standard right now. It does. You know, and I, I didn't know what to do when I played against this online, though. I was like, what is happening? Like, what? Yeah, I didn't just, know. Yeah, you just play, they like play like, guild gates and you're like okay they, they play a guild gate they play a blast zone they play a an, a memorial to genius and you're like what is what is happening these are all commons or uncommon i mean i don't yeah, know and like then all of a sudden it was like scape shift get wrecked yeah, <laughs> was I like, oh, no which by the way is up to like almost 20 dollars again uh, have you seen that no well i've seen that it's been going up but i don't think that anybody really saw this coming all of a sudden because you know there's always the time when they're like okay it's about to rotate the price is going to go down you'll be able to get it for a good cost get it now if you want it for commander and then all of a sudden they were like, this deck is a thing. And yeah. now it's not, I mean, it'll fall once this rotates, I assume. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, escape uh, shift is still played in modern. 
It's a yeah, thing as well. Right. Titan shift for yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't think it's going to get much cheaper though, but this deck seems really cool. Uh, Teferi Time Raveler, which by the way, we don't see him all that much anymore. Asper Super Friends is almost unplayable. Well, to be fair, everybody's like, don't play Teferi. It's going to be really bad with the core set. And then all of a sudden, everybody's playing Teferi now and it's like scape shift. Can't I, counter my spells. I have, I have played at least 10 games of Esper Super Friends and I just can't win anymore. I mean, yeah. Simic Flash, really good deck. Yep. Um, but there are just, I think there's, there's too much new that's happening right now that mm-hmm. Esper, Esper Super Friends is probably not favorable. It's still a good deck. Obviously you're going to win. You're going to win every once in a while, but, um, right. oh, it was exciting. So we had a, um, a decently diverse top eight here. I do like just guy super friends. I always feel bad losing to deafening clarion. Yeah. It, it, it really takes of... care of pretty much every deck that I generally play. Was that deck playing Sarkin? Cause that's like my favorite planeswalker. Like, pretty much in recent years uh absolutely Sark- i'm sorry sark on the masterless yeah it's playing seven different planeswalkers but it is playing four sark on the masterless my boy it is a really cool card and no one thought that, that was going to be a good deck at all yeah when that was previewed it is especially fun in edh when you have like four chandras in play and then you play a sark and then you attack with all your chandras and they're like what to heck okay i have a question for you question how is chandra pronounced Chandra. Do you say Ch- you say Chandra? How Chandra. is it pronounced? If anybody knows how that's pronounced, text us. Don't text us. Tweet, tweet us. us. <laughs> At Ballerman Cometh on Twitter. At Flory. We haven't gotten that part. We're gonna repeat where you can contact us. But you, yeah. you know, I mean, Twitter. You get it. The, yeah. The, the tweeters. Tweet. Tweeters us on Twitter. Tweet. Um. No. Boros Feather. Still a good deck. I feel like it is. Uh, it comes out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden your, your 10th district district legionnaire is like a nine, nine. You're like, well, that's a can't get around that at it, all. It makes me happy that that deck is doing so well. Cause it was the first deck of the standard deck that I ever built on moto was the blue heroic deck. And this deck is very similar to that. This is really similar to heroic. Right. I mean, feather feather really does yeah i guess it because it's white it was white blue now it's white red and it allows you to cast i mean this might even be well i guess the white blue heroic in its field was was one of the stronger decks yeah this one it was very dominant this one is not as dominant but it is very good but we have we have wins out of nowhere yeah we have rotation happening so maybe it gets stronger maybe it gets weaker but i don't know most of the core of the deck sticks around so yeah i think what you lose a danto vanguard is is you lose a Danto Vanguard, you're you, going you to You lose Reckless Rage, which is kind of a beating because I was like re- literally recurring removal. Oh, yeah. Four damage to target creature. You don't control and two to a target creature you control. I mean, there's that. And you, I guess, and you you lose Sheltering Light. Target creature gains indestructible to land or turn Scry 1. I guess you lose two of those, but we could get something new, obviously, in yeah, Throne of Eldraine. Especially so. with Arthurian Legend, there's probably going to be some sort of indestructible you know ability in in a, in a single for instant sure. yeah for sure so um aside from the top eight though uh, it appears the attendance has shrunk by 50 percent or more but recently uh hasbro did see an eight percent increase in the earnings from paper magic sales in quarter two so you know it's it's hard to to tell whether or not um you know the coverage for these events is really affecting the the bottom line or not yeah and i also think that with the um decrease in pay scale to um grand prix as well as um just overall pro tours 
is kind of affected. I mean, just looking at the last four GPs in Denver, um, it went from 1568 to 1497 to 1188 to the 612 this past GP. Wow. Detroit, the last four was 2020, 2553, 1596 to 708. And the past oh, that's four, the number of, to, to at least the, the yeah, Detroit that's number, events? Yeah, that's a number of attendance for the last four events for each G, uh, Magic Fest. Yep. Wow. Well, it looks like um, Hasbro wants to double the size of all of their Wizards of the Coast products in the next five years. So uh, maybe that's unrelated, obviously. We, we've had a lot more coming at us, though, because we haven't had this much set release. And I mean, three years ago, we didn't see the nonstop sets coming out. I mean, I'm not complaining. I, take my money. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm complaining a little because I don't have as much money as I used to. Getting married kind of does that to you. Right. But um, we didn't see this much. I mean, there wasn't Commander followed by a new, you know, Modern Horizon set followed by a Master set. Right. We, would, we didn't have all of this. We had the standard four, you know, sets and then we'd have maybe an occasional some sort of master set and then commander. And then that was it. Now it's like you have signature spellbook coming out every year and then you have we didn't even touch on that. The Gideon's signature spell book had just come out just like a month or so ago. Yeah. Which I think is pretty good. Um, the cards in there, you're not, you're not losing value. If you pick it up, rest in peace is a great card. And I think it's yeah. also good in commander. Don't be afraid to play cards that mess with people's graveyards in commander. Uh, messing with graveyards is very underrated in commander and it should <laughs> yes. always be done. I know I don't do it enough, but I need to do it more. Yeah. I put rest in peace in my cigar deck and it is so good. <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah. Anyway. Um, well, I think that's all we have on our agenda today. So if you want to contact us, you can find us on Twitter again. Like we said earlier, you can contact me on Twitter at at Flory and Ballerman cometh. So take a look, um, you know, on Twitter for us. Uh, you're also going to be able to search for our podcast at uh, hashtag Guardian Project Pod. Um, we'd like to hear from you, so send along your comments and any topics you'd like us to talk about. Um, we also want to thank everybody who's been listening to our podcast. We're getting a lot of good feedback and responses. Uh, but to help us grow, we need your feedback. So rating our podcast will help us move forward. Please share with your friends. Uh, if you're on Twitter, retweets are also appreciated. So please tell everyone you know. Um, you can also email us at guardianprojectpod at gmail.com if you want to send uh, along any topics that you want us to talk about. Uh, we'd be more than happy to take those on. Uh, so thanks, everybody. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Before we go, I'd just like to give a little shout out to our two biggest fans, sounds like. Um, you can find them at hashtag, I'm sorry, at CubeDraft and Oridesu, but I think that's pronounced Oridesu going with a little japanese culture there maybe um they kind of reached out to me on twitter and um one is actually a, uh an rna which is a nurse and then the other one is just pretty cool person we hope to grow our our our, our base very soon awesome thanks everyone You're welcome how many minutes have we had?